Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 68, Pusham and the Underwater Forest of Siberia. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And today, we are going to take a trip to Siberia, a place that I have never been, but would not mind going after I did my research for this story. I looked at so many pictures of Siberia, and it's got this reputation of being very cold, and it is very cold, but not all the time. It's so beautiful when you go look at all the lakes and the mountains and the surroundings. There's really, really beautiful countryside in Siberia, I have to say that. And during my research, I found the most incredible photos of a frozen lake, Lake Baikal, and inside of it, it looks like these crazy frozen rods of like a tree forest. It's so beautiful. I can't even describe how, oh gosh, how it looks because you have to see it for yourself. There'll be pictures on Instagram and on Pusham's Goop page. But what I discovered is this lake gets frozen over and that there's methane bubbles trapped beneath it during the winter. So all the little bubbles, they form like these long rods and they attach together. And there's methane, which is gas inside of them. So it looks like this crazy, gorgeous ice sculpture from above. And inside is this really powerful gas. And then I got sucked down this rabbit hole on YouTube while I was researching it. And I watched as these scientists went out into the lake. They pulled out one of the gas bubbles, one of the methane bubbles, like a whole rod of it. And they pierced it. They made a hole in it and you could hear the gas coming out. And then they set a match to it. They lit it on fire and it was crazy. It was so huge. The flames just went everywhere because there was so much gas. So it inspired me in this story, in this story that Pushem's in. So I'll let you hear the rest in the story. But speaking of Pushem, let me give credit where credit is due. So Joshua and Oliver, wrote in and suggested the name Pusham. So I took it. So thank you, Joshua and Oliver. And I do have to give a little credit here to Alicia, who wrote in the name Pusher. So I used the name Pusham, but I think Pusher probably does the same thing as Pusham. So thank you to all three of you for thinking of this great Goop name. So before we get into the story, make sure you listen through at the very end because I am going to tell you how you can vote on who I should write a Goop Tale about in the upcoming Goop Tales. So just make sure you listen for that at the end. And now it is time for some iTunes reviews. And I say reviews because first of all, thank you everybody for writing in so many more reviews. I guess now that you know your review might get read, you're writing them in, which is fantastic. I love it. I've had so many of you write in reviews and ask for them to be read. So I'm going to do my best to read a couple. I will keep on reading them, of course, in every episode. So let's see, where are we? Oh, I love this one, Ezra. That's such a great name. I love what you wrote. It says, best podcast ever. I love it. Hey, it's me, Ezra, again. You are awesome at writing the podcasts. My mom got me other podcasts and I fell in love with this podcast. I have an idea for a goop. She is a girl, Selfishina. 
and she is a very selfish. And because she is selfish, she goes on a long trip somewhere. This is Ezra. This is my real name. Thank you, Ezra. Such a great review. I love the name Ezra. In fact, one of my teacher's names that I learned in another subject on, his name is Ezra, and I've always loved that name. Let's see. Let's see. I have one more I want to read. So where are we? Let me find it. Uh, okay, this is from Jackson and Emily. They said, hi again. Hi again, Maria. It's Jackson and Emily. We forgot to tell you we submitted a goop on Goop Tales. Her name is Ignora. Well, you're going to be surprised who's coming up very soon, Jackson and Emily. When she is bored or is just daydreaming, she would ignore her Goop friends. We love that you can still make Goop Tales during COVID-19. We are really bored right now, so at the moment, you are our hero. Oh, thank you. You are the best. Thank you so super duper much. And you are so welcome. Thank you. Again, this is from Jackson and his little sister, Emily, ages eight and 10. Please put our reviews in a goop tail. It would make us feel so great and it would make our day. Thank you again. Well, there you go, Jackson, Emily, and just, just you wait for upcoming goop tail. You're going to be surprised who it might be about. Okay, I think it's time for us to get started in the story. If you are not um, getting the free coloring books, make sure you get on the mailing list at gooptails.com to get free coloring books. And I will see you on the other side of Siberia. Little Pushem was such a cute scamp. He would egg on fun like a champ. And when it came to a good laugh, he could make your stomach split in half. But oh, if ever he was angered or upset, he would shove and push and become a threat. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was an impish goop called Pushem. There was hardly a day that went by that Pushem didn't make someone laugh <laughs> or get into some sort of mischief. He loved to pull pranks on the other goops. Once he took a sponge, cut it up, and painted it to look like a chocolate cupcake with blue buttercream frosting. When his little masterpiece was complete, Pushem invited Pie Jam over and left the cake sitting on his dining table. As soon as Pie Jam spotted the very real looking sponge cake, he couldn't help himself. He gravitated towards it, picked it up, and took a giant bite. Pushem howled with laughter as Pie Jam spat out his disgusting tasting creation. Another time, he bought a bag of plastic spiders and made ice cubes with the spiders in the middle. Then he invited Yelkum and Shoutin over for iced tea and served them each a glass with a spider ice cube inside. They yelled and shouted so loud that they drowned each other out. And once, right before spring break, he took a bunch of grapes and wrapped them up in colored foil and put them in a little basket. Pushem then presented a box of foil-covered eggs to Miss Wigglebutt, who was thrilled 
Why, thank you. Oh, how I love chocolate eggs, she cooed. Then Miss Wigglebutt unwrapped an egg and popped it in her mouth without even looking at it. My word, what is this? She shrilled as she spat out a slimy grape. The entire class burst into laughter as Miss Wigglebutt struggled not to laugh herself. She did have an authoritarian image to maintain, after all. And she didn't want to encourage all of Pusham's jokes. In the end, it seemed that Pusham almost always got away with his pranks because they were all in good fun. Pusham did have his moments, though. Moments that no one thought were good fun. When Pusham was angry or frustrated, he would push. Sometimes he just pushed objects, and other times he pushed his goop friends. No one was a fan of this sort of behavior, so most of the goops would avoid Pusham if he was in a pushy mood. Ignora was excellent at ignoring Pusham's moods and never seemed bothered by his pushy behavior. So the two of them enjoyed hanging out. One absolutely freezing, snow coming down so fast you can't even see through it, winter day. Pusham pushed open his door. This was the sort of day he waited for all year. He suited up in a white snowsuit from head to toe and grabbed a roll of duct tape and flint and steel just in case he got cold and wanted a fire. Pusham carried duct tape everywhere he went, in the event that he pushed something and it broke, like his mother's vase or his father's rake. Duct tape could fix just about anything. He shuffled out into the snow and was instantly invisible in his white snowsuit. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. He moved down the path and headed towards Ignora's house. Ignora was warm and cozy inside and reading one of her favorite books when she heard a thud on her window. Peering out, she saw nothing but white snow coming down. She went back to reading and the sound came again. This time, Ignora chose to ignore it. Then it came again and again. Finally, out of sheer frustration, Ignora opened her window and called out, Who's there? There was no response, and she saw nothing but white. And just as she was about to close her window, she caught the tiniest glimpse of silver. It was brief and fleeting, but she was sure she saw it. She knew that color, It was the color of Pusham's duct tape. Ignore burst out laughing and called out, I know it's you, Pusham. Pusham couldn't contain himself any longer, and he burst out laughing too. I got you. I got you good, he said. Now come on out here with me, he pleaded. Ignore could never say no to a snow play date, so she suited up in a bright red snowsuit and headed outside. Et voila, here I am, 
she said, doing a twirl. Everything was pure white, except Ignora. She could not be ignored. The two of them set off to a nearby lake. All of the goops loved the lake during a snowstorm because it froze over. When they arrived at the edge of the lake, Pusham exclaimed, It's spectacular, like a giant white pizza. Let's cross it. Hmm, I don't know about that, said Ignora. What if it cracks? Watch, said Pusham, as he threw a stone at the frozen surface. It didn't even crack. See, it's okay. Then he stepped out on the lake and motioned for Ignora to follow him. She gingerly placed her feet on the ice, first one and then the other. Come on now, said Pusham. He went to push her out a bit further, but he caught an ice edge and fell. The ice beneath him started to crack, crack, crack. Pusham was very still as he watched the ice split out in white veins. Crack, crack, crack. He was barely breathing, and then a final crack that burst the ice wide open, and Pusham disappeared beneath the frozen lake. Chapter 2 Frozen Everything was white and cold and silent. Pusham's eyes were frozen open. His little body was frozen. His roll of duct tape and flint and steel were floating frozen in front of him. There was nowhere to go, nothing to do. He couldn't move. Pusham was frozen in a block of ice on what looked like an endless frozen lake. His mind was alert, but he couldn't move. The scene before him was a forest of white trees surrounding the frozen lake that mirrored everything. Pusham looked out over the calm lake, and then he saw it a flash of orange in the white forest. He moved his eyes in the direction of the orange flash, but there was nothing, nothing but white. I know I saw it, thought Pusham, as he glanced around again. Still, nothing. Then he heard it, a swishing sound on the ice, like a mop being pulled over the surface. Swish, swish. Swish. Where was it coming from? Pusham couldn't turn around. He stared straight ahead and then moved his eyes sideways as the sound grew closer. Swish. 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 Then Pusham heard a hair-raising roar. But of course, his hairs couldn't raise. He was frozen solid. He felt himself move and then slide across the lake in a giant block of ice. Swish, he went in one direction and then swish in another. He was being pushed from behind back and forth across the ice. And then he was stopped abruptly 
and his pusher came around to face him. Pusham stared out through the block of ice into the eyes of a Siberian tiger. The tiger had hypnotizing amber eyes that looked straight through Pusham. Pusham just stared back at him. There was nothing else he could do. He couldn't blink. He couldn't speak. He couldn't move. But inside, he was terrified. His pulse was racing. Pusham and the tiger locked eyes until the tiger raised one of his enormous paws and pushed the block of ice, sending it sailing across the lake. Then he ran after it, caught it, and hit it again. Pusham was being batted around like a softball, and the ice surrounding him was slowly chipping away. Whack! The tiger swatted Pusham again and again. As the ice around him grew thinner and began to fall off, Pusham grew even more frightened. The tiger was clearly trying to get him out of his ice block. But what then? Pusham couldn't stand to think about it. He had never felt so helpless. The tiger pushed him again, this time towards the edge of the forest. Pusham went sailing forward until he hit a tree. It was a hard hit and a large chunk of ice fell away. The tiger was making progress. Pusham stared at the tree trunk in front of him, desperately wishing he could climb it. Anything, anything to move away from the tiger, but that was impossible. Then, whack, he felt himself spin across the ice again. As he slid over the lake, he watched the tiger standing still, staring at him. When his ice block finally stopped, Pusham glanced back at the tiger, who hadn't moved. Maybe he's given up, thought Pusham hopefully. Then he looked around into the forest for anybody, anything, any way out. But he saw nothing, nothing but white, snow-covered trees. Swish, swish, swish. The tiger slowly began to walk towards him with all the confidence of a king. He knew he had Pusham trapped and he was going to take his time. He approached the block of ice and slowly circled it, stopping right in front of Pusham and boring his amber eyes into Pusham's. Then the tiger opened his large mouth and roared. He was growing impatient and he wanted Pusham out of the ice block. Once again, the tiger lifted his enormous paw, reached it back, and then flung it forward with every ounce of strength he had. And Pusham sailed across the frozen lake, trapped in a block of ice, but this time at an accelerated speed. He flew past tree after tree after tree, unable to see anything clearly. And then, thwack, he hit a colossal tree and the ice surrounding him shattered, flying everywhere. Chip, chip, chip was the sound of the falling ice. Chunk after chunk fell away from Pusham 
until there was nothing left. Pushum slowly moved his arms and then his legs. And then he sat up, barely comprehending what was happening. It was hard to move his limbs as he was still somewhat frozen. Swish, 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 came the sound in the distance. Pushum glanced behind him and there across the lake was the tiger looking directly at him with those piercing amber eyes. The tiger held his gaze for a moment and then he shot across the ice like a rocket headed straight for his prize, Pushum. Chapter 3 Pushum was still dazed and confused from being in the ice for so long. It took him a moment to realize what was happening. The tiger was laser-focused on him and moving rapidly. Pushum looked around and saw only the lake and the white tree-covered forest behind him. There was no outrunning this tiger. That much was clear. Crack, crack, crack. There was just the faintest sound of ice cracking. Pusham was standing on the edge of the lake with one foot on the ice and the other on the frosty forest floor. He looked up again at the tiger who was halfway across the lake and he was instantly paralyzed with fear. Pushum literally couldn't move. Crack, crack, crack. He heard it again and looked down at the frozen lake. A black spot beneath the ice was moving back and forth. Crack, 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 came the sound again as the ice beneath his foot splintered out into tiny white veins. Swish, swish, swish. The sound was so close now. Pushum looked up and saw the tiger ever so near. He had stopped running, and now he was approaching Pushum slowly as his paws landed on the ice. Swish, swish, swish. There was nowhere to go, nowhere to run and hide. Then it came, a walloping crack, and the ice broke open. A large white paw emerged from the ice hole and scooped up Pushum, who disappeared beneath the water. The tiger let out an enormous roar of anger and paced around the hole. Once again, Pushum felt himself freezing over, only this time he was racing through icy water in the palm of a polar bear. It was so calm, so quiet and clear beneath the lake, and Pushum could feel his heart start to slow down. He had been only seconds away from being in the jaws of a tiger, and now he was in the paw of a polar bear swimming in a Siberian lake. Pushum's eyes grew wide as he saw the wonder around him. Beneath the icy top of the lake was a fantasy land, there were hundreds, thousands of rows of frozen bubbles 
that formed ice tree sculptures. The polar bear expertly swam around them and over to an ice cave he had dug out beneath the forest floor. Once inside the ice cave, he released Pusham, who stared at him, unable to speak. His mouth wouldn't move despite his best efforts. The polar bear held up his paw as if to silence Pusham, and then he told Pusham a story. The bear told Pusham he had landed at Lake Baikal in Siberia during the dead of winter. This was when the lake came to life with methane bubbles produced by algae. The bubbles attached together and formed thousands of ice sculptures beneath the surface. My name is Butor, which means protector, to protect the people and the homeland. I come to Lake Baikal every winter to admire the methane bubbles and my trip is never without adventure. The tiger, the one who is after you, is named Darkon, which means arrogant, conceited, proud. He wants to capture me, and if I spent more time on land, no doubt he would succeed, but I won't let that happen. Today, it was me he was hunting, but he was distracted by you. He had chased me for miles, and I was tired, desperate to get to the lake and submerge under the water into my ice cave, where Dakan will never come. I was hiding in the snow above ground, and then he suddenly stopped coming for me because he saw you. I owe you my life. Pusham just stared at Butor in disbelief. It was impossible to believe he had saved this enormous polar bear. As if reading his mind, Butor said, Yes, although you are small, you are mighty. You saved me, and I will return the favor. You see, Darkon is persistent, and he knows we are both beneath this lake. But he also knows we can't stay down here forever. He is waiting for us to emerge. Just then, as if on cue, Pusham heard, swish, swish, swish. And he popped his head out from the cave to see Darkon moving across the ice of the lake's surface far above. Chapter Four. Darkon's huge striped paws padded over the ice as he tried to see the surface below without success. Pusham and Butor watched from the ice cave. Pusham was horrified and turned to look at Butor. What do we do? He asked. We need to be clever. We need a plan. Darkon knows we are both here and he won't give up. If it were just me, I could stay down here for quite some time in my ice cave. But you, I don't know how long you will last, he said as he looked at Pusham. Pusham felt his concern. He didn't want to be frozen over again either, especially inside an ice cave beneath a lake. The two of them sat for a moment thinking. Pusham looked out of the cave 
at the thousands of rows of methane bubbles. They were so breathtaking. What did you say those bubbles are called again? Asked Pusham. Methane bubbles. It's a gas trapped in the ice. So they're full of gas? Asked Pusham. Hutor nodded. If we popped one, could we light it with a flame? I think so, said Butor. Pusham then excitedly explained his idea to Butor. First, he told him how he had brought flint and steel with him so he could start a flame, just in case. If they popped a methane bubble and put it near a flame, it would light up. They could use the flames of methane to scare Darkon. Butor paused to consider the plan and then agreed it was worth a try. I will push through the ice and make a hole and then we can make a methane bubble. You stand on the ice and light it. If this works, Darkon won't want to go anywhere near you with a flame blazing. If it doesn't work, well then, He sighed as he looked at Pusham, not finishing his thought. Pusham nodded, understanding what was left unsaid. So Butur gathered up Pusham and put him on his back, telling him to hang tight. Then they left the ice cave and Butur slid into the icy cold lake water and made his way through the underwater forest of methane bubbles. When they were at the middle of the lake, Butor shoved up through the ice and created a hole. He popped out his head and looked around. Darkon was nowhere to be seen. Butor lifted Pusham onto the ice, and as Pusham began to rub his flint and steel, Butor went beneath the water and snapped off a row of methane bubbles. He brought the ice bubble rod to the surface and pierced the top bubble with one of his claws. Gas was immediately released. Pusham stared at the row of methane bubbles in wonder. It was unlike anything he had ever seen, a masterpiece created by Mother Earth. Swish, 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 came the now familiar sound behind Pusham. He turned to see Darkon making his way across the ice with a sly smile on his face. Pusham froze as Butor watched from below. Pusham now, spark a flame now over the gas, gasped Butor as Darkon drew closer. Pusham snapped out of his trance and immediately began to rub his flint and steel. Darkon was just yards away. Finally, a flame burst into life and Pusham held it over the broken methane bubble emitting gas. Then it came, a leaping red flame of fire that shot into the air. It was long and red and ill-tempered and flew in every direction. Butor pulled Pusham out of the way and Darkon recoiled with a huge growl. He wasn't going near that flame. Butor looked at Pusham and said, It's time. Do you trust me? 
Pusham nodded. Then Butor dove beneath the water and snapped off the longest row of methane bubbles he could find. He brought it to the surface and said, Sit on the top bubble and don't let go. Pusham did as he was instructed as he glanced nervously behind to see Butor piercing the methane bubble at the bottom of the pole and then hold it near the flying flame. And then it went pop. The bubble on the bottom of Pusham's pole burst into flames and he began to move. Then the next one caught on fire as the row of frozen bubbles shot into the air with Pusham hanging on the top. One after the other, pop, pop, pop. The bubbles fueled one another like a rocket ship as Pusham flew high into the sky and far, far away from Darkon. He never looked back at the fire behind him, but it carried him all the way home to Goop World and dropped him in front of a warm, cozy fire in his living room. Pusham looked at the fire and then glanced around. He was home, safe and sound, but he needed to tell someone what had just happened. It was too good of a story not to. So he set off to find Ignora and tell her all about it. But she was nowhere to be found. She was lost in a bookcase in Korea. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that trip to Siberia as much as I enjoyed writing it and researching it. And definitely go look up the pictures of this crazy lake bagel. It's so, so, so beautiful. It makes me want to take a trip to Siberia. What else do I have for you before we wrap this up? Oh, I told you to stay till the end because I am going to give you some voting power. If you go to gooptales.com forward slash vote, I had my friend and IT person, Tanya, make a page there. And on that page, we're putting 10 goop names that have been submitted. Only 10, so if you don't see yours, don't worry about it because it'll probably come up in another lot. And from those 10, you can vote on who you want one of the next Goop Tales to be about. And once we've decided who that's going to be about, whoever wins that, I will take that name and then we'll replace a new one in those 10 and you guys will get the chance to vote so you can keep on voting all the time. So go there now to gooptales.com forward slash vote. And if you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do that because I love reading new ones every day. And if you want a Goop t-shirt, just go to shop.gooptails.com and you can get a t-shirt with your favorite Goop on it. So I think that's it. If you're not following me on Instagram, I would love it if you did. Um, that is Gooptails at Gooptails, of course, on Instagram, you can, where you can find all the pictures of Siberia. And I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe you should write me in. Do you guys want to see a little bit more behind the scenes of what goes on when I'm researching a goop tale, when I'm just hanging out with my dog Rocco, what inspires me? I've been thinking about putting more of that on Instagram, but wondering if you're even interested in that. So I would love it if you let me know if you are interested. You can either write on Instagram that you're interested or you can write me in at maria at gooptails.com. Okay, that's it for this time. 
And thank you for listening. And remember to make every day a goop day. Bye.